It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It's a Wednesday. Over the hump we go. Just double-checking here. Wednesday, right? Yeah, it's Wednesday. Right now, the temperature, of course, it varies a lot throughout the region, but the temperature right now, early in the morning, is higher than it was, let's say, Monday afternoon. Or Tuesday afternoon, for that matter. So we're slowly coming out of this, but this means a whole lot of wind. So I'll get to the news stories in just a minute. And a couple of news stories that's just going to make your day before we even get into the serious stuff. But first, let's take a look at some of the roads out there. I went ahead and called up YDOT. Lots of wind. Yesterday, me getting home, you know, I'm across the street from a golf course, right? And the wind blows up that golf course. I sit up uh, just a little higher than the golf course where my house is, just a little higher than the golf course, and the wind blows up to where my house is. And so you can, and of course, I'm facing the prevailing winds. Yeah. Sometimes it's beautiful sitting out there looking at the golf course. Other times, dear Lord, did I pick the wrong place to live. And I'm heading home, and at one point, I'm just about across, I'm on the road, and my house is just to the left of me, and I can't see it. Because of a gust of wind that blew snow across the golf course. So my place, I am just I was a whiteout for a little while there. So that, of course, causes drifting snow all over Wyoming. And for those people out there going through this, you already know the drill. In fact, I'm going to refresh YDOT right now because I have a few updates since I last called up their website. So if you're in Cheyenne and you want to get to Wheatland or vice versa, forget it. Not happening. Okay, you're shut down. If you live in Chugwater, you're stuck. And I do have, there was a picture that Joshua is in Chugwater. He runs the mercantile there that he put. There was a lot of people that were stuck in Chugwater because of all of the and cars and trucks and so on. And they finally got a chance yesterday to get out. But the people stuck in Chugwater probably outnumbered the population of Chugwater, which is not hard to do. So anyway, that road's closed. As usual, if you're in, let's say, Rollins and you want to go north to uh, Muddy Gap and then maybe head over to Lander or Casper, you're not doing it that way anyway. Believe it or not, I-80 is open. And the loop that goes from Laramie up to Rock River, Medicine Bow, down to Hannah and so on, that's open. It's sketchy. It's white-knuckle driving, but it's open. If you're in Medicine Bow and you want to go north... No, that's not happening. And there's a whole lot of other roads that are either closed down or sketchy. I put up a story for you in the Wake Up Wyoming site. This wind continues throughout most of the day. And then as temperatures warm, the wind will slowly calm down. So we do come out of this. But then, according to Donde's last forecast, watch out. Because in the next 10 days or so, things are brewing. Exactly what it's going to look like, too far out to tell. But the signs are there of things brewing and something else could be heading our way. But, you know, it's February, so you expect something like that. All right, so I'll keep you up to date on that. Oh, by the way, Don Day sends me a note this morning. I'm heading out of town. 
He's going to be gone for a few days. And he does a lot of different conventions, and not just weathermen, cattle associations, stuff like that. And when he said that, you know what the reaction is going to be? You're skipping town again. The last time you skipped town, it was just before that last storm. You know what people are going to say. Yeah, right. yeah. So we're trusting, I'm trusting anyway that while he's gone, like today, tomorrow, that um, nothing bad's going to happen. We should be coming out of this weather. But okay, yeah, a lot of roads closed this morning. When they do finally get them open, that means the trucks have to start rolling for Wyoming because there are some communities that haven't been resupplied with food and fuel for a little while. And so you can imagine what at some point what the grocery stores start looking like, right? All right. And I told you I had a couple of stories here that are just going to amuse you. The first one, actually, it's amusing but irritating at the same time. There is a website dedicated. Put your coffee down. I don't want you to swallow what's in your I don't want you spitting it across the room. All right. Ready? There's a website dedicated to helping Californians move to Wyoming. Yeah, I know. See, I do this, and then you yell at the radio. I get it. Okay. There are things, the story says, happening in California that are alarming to Wyomingites. Why, you ask? People are trying their best to leave California and find somewhere else to live, according to a recent study you see Berkeley. Nearly half of the population of the state is now looking for somewhere else to go. In 2022... About 700,000 people, that's more, obviously, than the population of Wyoming, left California. There's a website called ExitCalifornia.org. The site allows users to choose a destination and offers relocation assessments. Unfortunately, Wyoming is one of those destinations and has become a bit of a popular choice. Cost of living. Now, this, they say, climate, well... They haven't experienced wintertime yet, but okay. Education, opportunity. Site gives a breakdown of the greatest parts of Wyoming and why people might want to move here. So here's some of the information from ExitCalifornia.org about Wyoming. When is the best time of the year to move to the state? Warns about tourists and how to take that into consideration when choosing a location. Gives vague weather assessments. Says it's it's hot in the summer and cold in the winter. Doesn't talk about the wind. Tells a uh, wide open spaces. And when you're driving, the site says to make sure you bring water and stay near your car when you stop. You may have to license your pet, it says. City choice possibilities. Cheyenne, Rock Springs, Gillette, Casper. Cost of living estimates are there. Education options for kids in college and how to change all of your information once you get to Wyoming. Once you find an area you're interested in, you'll find out the relocation assessment form. You fill out a relocation assessment form to find out this is best for you. Well, hopefully not too many people take them up on the Wyoming option. Wyoming is not the only option. ExitCalifornia.org. I mean, imagine how bad is your state? That somebody makes a website that is a successful website on how to get out of your state. Looking to leave California will help. And as you, I've told you before, one of the, it's not surprising, but I think the most interesting thing about getting out of California is the U-Haul and Penske trucks. If 
you want to leave California and you need to rent a truck to load stuff up, good luck. And it's very expensive because it's so many people are leaving. These companies are having trouble keeping rental trucks in the state. Now, if for some idiotic reason you decide you're going to move to California, and some people do who don't know better. I've seen, I've seen several people have YouTube pages. They were getting successful, so they moved to California thinking that was the thing to do. And it didn't last long, and they left. Getting a U-Haul or Penske truck loaded to rent it is easy because those companies need to get those vehicles into California to serve all the people who are leaving. So you can pretty much get one for free just because you're trying to get to the state. They don't charge you much to go to California. Leaving California, though, not many rental trucks left. That is at a premium. All right, 6.15 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Coming up next time, bring mobile app, listen anywhere, and chat live with Glenn during the show on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Six eighteen is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Just double checking here. Morning, Larry. Larry's in Casper. He's rolling out of bed. So yeah, I'm just going to keep an eye on the Y dot situation. Just because of all the blowing snow out there. And so you know, once again, so let's go from south of Douglas, between Douglas and Glendo, somewhere in that area. In fact, I'll go ahead and take. There's an intersection here. Some of you might be familiar with the intersection. I know there's a name for this. The Oren intersection there? Okay, if you know that one. Anyway, it's that's uh, north of Glendo, south of Douglas. Real sketchy getting down to Wheatland. And then once you get to Wheatland, it's close to Cheyenne and north and south. I-80, wow, that's a tough one today. It's open, but that's a tough one. So I would just avoid that for a while anyway. Hang on, I'm arguing with my Siri, my phone. Hang on. I got to talk to my phone real quick. All right, my phone is not listening to me this morning. Uh, I'm trying to tell it something, and sometimes it just decides not to listen to it. Let me see. Let's try this. Uh, Hey, Siri, turn on Do Not Disturb. Okay. Do Not Disturb is now on. There we go. Okay, God. I was starting to get messages, and I'm on the air, and my phone's going ping, ping, ping. And so I'm telling my phone, stop doing that, and it's not listening to me. It's decided not to roll out of bed this morning, like the rest of you shouldn't. Okay, so I told you I had something that was just going to be fun. Then we'll get on to the real news. So this morning, I'm putting together stories for you, right? And as I'm doing this, I come across a trailer. I'm looking at a YouTube video to get more information on something. And I come across a trailer for a movie, and I went, what? And I stopped, backed up. What is this trailer? It's called Cocaine Bear. Yeah, they made a movie out of this. All right, let me tell you first off, don't look at your radio. You heard it right, Cocaine Bear. Remember the, the whole Sharknado movies? Okay, the idea with the Sharknado thing is, so heavy weather, rain, flooding, and that brings water spouts which sucks up a bunch of sharks. Because it is true, water spouts have sucked up fish. 
and then the fish get rained down on the town. It happens. So what happens if water spouts sucked up a bunch of sharks and rained them down on a town with all sorts of flooding? That's the premise. And they keep making sequels to it. And so now you have Shark Week on, there's, I forget what week of the year they do the Shark Week thing. All right, so this is based on a true story. In Georgia, there was a guy who was getting himself into the cocaine business, and he seemed to be having a good time doing it. Well, one day he made a mistake. His business was taken off, but he made a mistake. So he jumps out of an airplane, and he's had a, a parachute. He packs himself. So you can see what's already going to go wrong here, right? And he's got all sorts of packets of cocaine he's laden down with and all sorts of wads of money. Well, his chute doesn't open, and they find him dead in somebody's driveway. Cocaine packets strewn, big, big bricks of cocaine strewn all over the place. Wads of money laying all over the place, and he dead. So as they were cleaning up the mess, they found that the airplane had also dumped other cocaine out. It was a big—this guy just really blew it. And so they're going into the woods, and they're recovering these big bricks of cocaine. They come across a black bear. Now, this is not a particularly big black bear, but it's a black bear. And black bear is dead because the black bear found some packets of cocaine. And again, they're big bricks and started to get into them. And he really got into them. Now, cocaine can kill you in a lot of different ways. This bear died in every possible way that cocaine can kill you. From your brain having hemorrhaging problems to lung problems, to heart problems, the list goes on. This bear did so much cocaine so fast, it died of it all. So the people who found the bear decided to clean him up and stuff him. He now sits in, I forget where, he's on display somewhere, with a little sign around him that says Cocaine Bear, and they nicknamed him Pablo Escobar. Yeah, that's cool, right? All right, so that was back in like 1981. So a Hollywood director finds this story and thinks, oh, this could be fun. So I watched the movie trailer. Now, in the movie trailer, the bear gets into the cocaine and gets stoned and then goes crazy and is completely unstoppable. They make the bear huge, even though the actual bear was not a very big black bear. They make this bear Massive. I mean, it's a black bear that's as big as a grizzly bear. And it gets up on cocaine, and there's just no stopping it. So in watching the trailer, they were smart enough to do it in a gory but funny gory. So the situation around wrapped in around uh, somebody getting ripped apart is so funny that you won't mind all of the blood and gore of the person getting ripped apart. Yeah, the movie is called Cocaine Bear. Now, if you want to see the trailer for this and the, and more of the story behind it, so I put up a post on the Wake Up Wyoming site about this. Miss Mary at some point will alert all of this out. If you have the app, you'll get it. But you can use the app and go and just see this. It's the true story that I put up plus the trailer. There's also a video about the true story. but And then the trailer. Now, the movie is supposed to come out, I think, sometime like late February. I don't know if this is something I would see in the movie theaters, but I'm definitely going to go see this movie about what they called Pablo Escobar. Yeah, I am all for 
this kind of bizarre humor. Here's part of the trailer. What is that? Beth, we should go. Millions of dollars worth of cocaine fell from the sky this morning in Knoxville, Tennessee. There's more of this out there. They dumped it somewhere. I'm looking for my daughter. Forest is a dangerous place. Hey, Henry, check it out. Something got into it. A deer, maybe. A lot of cocaine was lost. I need you to go and get it. So you get the basic idea, right? And then the bear is uh, up on this stuff. And it's funny as all hell to watch the bear ingest the cocaine and then go crazy and get stoned and then go after the people. There's actually a few major actors in the movie. Um, Most of the bear looks like it's going to be CGI for something like this. So it's supposed to be a high-end... B-movie. It's intentionally supposed to be bad and campy. Morning, CW. Uh, CW from Cheyenne says, between Glendo and Douglas, Orange Junction. Yes, that's what I was looking for, Orange Junction. That's where from Orange Junction south, either side of the interstate, is closed right now. Thank you, CW. I-80 John. Morning, Glenn. Happy February winter. Not yet half over. That's true. And you up there, I know the highway is open right now, ought to have a good time watching I-80 because they've opened it. People can drive on it, but it's really sketchy right about now. So we'll see what happens here. Uh, Larry and Casper forgot you have to go through Lusk first. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um in looking at, let's get back real quick to the roadmap. I'm going to call that up. If you want to see the story I was just telling you about with the uh, cocaine bear, it's on the Wake Up Wyoming site this morning, or use your app to get there, and you can go ahead and watch the trailer and all that. All right, let's look at some of the road conditions everybody's talking about. So, again, thanks for that. If you're in Douglas, okay, they opened it again. Good, they just changed this. If you're in Douglas and you want to head down to Wheatland, it's now open you can but it's really sketchy just so you know they're they're right on the edge of redlining that and closing it up if you're in wheatland or cheyenne and you want to go either direction north or south forget it all right if you're in rollins and you want to head north on 287 forget it 220 forget it. it's closed if you're around the medicine bow area you want to head north on 487 no now, if you're in Cheyenne, from Cheyenne all the way over to Rawlins, again, I-80, you can do it, but it's really sketchy right about now. And we, I, I just worry about that road at this point. I know some of you are truckers out there. You got it, but I just worry about that. Also, that loop from Laramie up to Rock River, Medicine Bow, down to Hannah, and rejoining I-80, you can do it, but it's really sketchy right about now. And that wind continues throughout the day. So I will keep an eye on that as I'm on the air this morning and keep you guys up to date. The nice thing is over the next couple of days, the temperature slowly gets warmer. We eventually get into the 30s and then the 40s, and the wind actually calms down a little bit. So hopefully we'll have a good weekend. We'll see. All right, coming up on some local news. Right after that, an update on the weather forecast. After the weather forecast, you and I, again... 
888-97 Woods, phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Wake up, Wyoming. On AM 1030 K2 Radio. Join the show at 888 97 Woods. Time is 636. It's Wake Up Wyoming. All right. So, uh, real quick on this story, too. Then next hour, we get into a lot of really good Wyoming news here. But. When it comes to, you know, we just had a whole bunch of snowy weather. You know, things come in cycles. Now, of course, there's the shorter cycles, spring, summer, winter, fall. But also, there's longer cycles and even cycles that are longer than that. And they happen for all sorts of different reasons. That includes cycles of the sun that affect Earth and things that happened on Earth. There's loads of things that happen that make weather cycles, right? So remember back in the 70s, we were told that, well, we were heading toward a massive ice age. And I played you all of the nonsense on that, these predictions, as the news media tried to scare us. We're heading toward an ice age. And then that changed to the global warming thing. Now it's the climate crisis. We're in a climate crisis. And that can mean anything, whatever they want it to mean. Because you know, they, they said global warming, well, they said ice age, that didn't happen. They said global warming, that wasn't happening. So now anything that's weather that's just not desirable, see, that's it. That's proof of what we're talking about. All right. So we'll take this with a grain of salt. Headline, geologist says the records written in the rocks reveal global cooling is due. According to, well, now this is not possible that somebody's saying this. The science is settled. The debate is over. All the scientists agree. Well, this guy says, according to the clerics of the green cult, once we blow up our last coal mine, send all that diesel and so on into, uh, yeah, stop using concrete. We got to stop doing that. Okay, we got to go back to sailing clippers across the water instead of any powered boats. But the records in the rocks tell a different story about climate change. According to this one geologist, even when nature was in full control, this was not a serene place. Long before the first steam engine ever pulled off the railway, Earth was periodically battered by natural disasters. Earthquakes, tidal waves, pole shifts, magnetic reversals, volcanic eruptions, wild weather, floods, droughts. Huge areas were covered by... Uh, but suffocating con the the whole continent was suffocated by ice at one point where we're living right now. Winds, desert sands, massive flows of mud and lava, beds of salt and thick coals seems thousands of species disappeared, including the dinosaurs and woolly mammoths. All a lot of those things that I just mentioned, except for the mammoth, a lot of those things disappeared long before humans ever showed up. Modern humans are not immune to the threat of extinction, the story says, but will come from today's warm, moist atmosphere, from the gas of life, CO2. 
I like that the articles say this, the gas of life. Remember, CO2 is not a pollutant. Without it, this is a dead planet. It'll probably come from the next global climate cycle, the story says, where long, bitter glacial eras are separated by short, warm periods. Now, this, I think, is important to point out. When you take a look at the geological history of this planet, we have long periods of ice ages with occasional warm periods. Now, of course, we're talking if the Earth is, as they say, about four and a half billion years old, then you have throughout that time long periods of ice ages with the occasional warm period, geologically speaking. In every warm era, like today, the warming oceans expel enough into the atmosphere to support abundant life. Now, I like the way it says this. The warming oceans expel enough CO2 into the atmosphere to support abundant life. But never has global warming prevented the return of the ice. Blizzards and glaciers grow. Ice sheets spread again. CO2 is removed. The planet is cooled. So according to this... Those who are still extracting uranium, coal, oil, and so on, to put CO2 into the air, they are actually putting plant food into the air. They're providing life. They're, they're helping, according to this, to keep the planet warm. Because without that, we go into another cooling period. And according to this geologist, if you go by the cycles that we've seen over long periods of time, then the next cycle we're due for is not melting ice, but he brings us back to the next ice age. Now, remember, we're we're back in the 70s. The next great ice age is coming. So here's a geologist saying, yeah, that's what's coming next. And I have heard this from others as well, meteorologists and geologists. No, we're not warming. We're about to start cooling again. The answer is nobody really knows what the next trend's going to be. All sorts of predictions are being made. Somebody might accidentally get it right at some point. But you notice as I read through this, though, weren't you told that the science was settled and the debate is over? Well, then who's this guy telling you otherwise? 642, Wake Up Wyoming. Your day with a forever boring. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the show at 888-97-WOODS. 6.48 is the time. Let's wake up Wyoming off. We go to the icebox where Frank Gambino is waiting by. Uh, so, Frank, how many radio personalities does it take to make a cup of coffee? It, more than two. Now, because it's all over me the second time. Oh, really? You know, we didn't have the coffee for the right thing, so we kind of rigged the, what, the Keurig. Yeah, yeah. And then... I got it to work the first time, and then you pop the thing open, and it was, it was all over me and all over the floor. Okay, you know, like yeah, and and you know, and then then you know, then you have to do it three times to get the full cup. Uh huh. You know, then you pull the thing out, and it's boiling hot. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. See what happened, folks. Is I can't that, handle this. No, at, can't. It's at, too at much. Five thirty in the morning. morning. Yeah. No. No. Here's okay. Here's what I'm gonna do from now on. I have always in the past had a secret stash of coffee at work, so when the coffee that's provided for us it sometimes does run out on occasion it's rare yeah. then i can go ahead and just grab our secret stash and use that 
because apparently going over what he's talking about, folks, is the coffee machine we have downstairs can make a regular pot of coffee or it has a setup for one of those K-cups if you want a single cup of coffee. Right. All that's available left right now is the single cup of coffee. And Frank and I had to figure that out. And the two of us together look like two idiots rather than one. This was not a... K cup thing that I had no, seen before. I have not ever seen a contraption like this. You don't just put the K cup in and close it and pour the water in and there the water comes out. No, there's some complicated process to this, and you need some kind of a degree, which means you can't be a radio personality <laughs> no, 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 no. and do something like this because it's beyond our uh, mental capabilities. Mental yeah. capabilities, technological capabilities. People think we're smart because they see all the buttons we push around here. Yeah. Any idiot can push these buttons. I have I have like coffee all over me. You do? Okay. Yeah. Well, at least you smell good then. Well. That's fine. Yeah. So what I will do is I'll make sure on the way home to pick up some nice coffee that we would both like. And I haven't done this in a while because we haven't had a problem in a long time, several years. And I will keep my secret stash of coffee around. And you know, and I'll 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 add to that. Okay. You know, at, at some at some juncture. Okay. And once Could, I can. Yep. You know, I mean, not, we, not only that, the, the the copier was all screwed up this morning. Oh, really? Too. <laughs> I've actually had covered this, in coffee. Wait a second now. Hold on. Work and, I'm sensing a trend here. This morning, for me getting up and getting to work, I'm not going to go through it all, but everything was a problem. I had, nothing went smoothly. Miss Mary got here late. Because everything from her alarm clock not going off to everything oh, yeah. was a problem. We have the coffee issues. I'm just going to put the word out there across Wyoming and the region. Everybody, just stay in bed. Yeah. It's just absolutely not worth going outside to. No, not at all. Men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys turned in a very good effort last night and beat Fresno State and Laramie 85 to 62. Both teams are 7 and 14 on the year. Now UW 2 and 7 in Mountain West play. Fresno State is 3 and 7. Cowboys had 13 three-pointers in the game and they were 10 of 16 from beyond the arc in the first half. Plus they were 14 for 14 from the free throw line. Pine Bluffs native Hunter Thompson tossed an 18. He connected on four three-pointers. Jeremiah Odin had 15 points and Hunter Maldonado 14. In an extremely disappointing season, for the Pokes. Last night did produce some good news for once. Next up, a road game at San Jose State. Wyoming Cowgirls will be at home tomorrow night in Larrabee to meet San Jose State. The UW ladies are 14-7 and overall, 7-3 and in Mountain West Conference play after a 69-62 road win over Boise State on Saturday. That will be a 6-30 start from the Arena Auditorium at Laramie tonight. In junior college basketball, the Casper College teams will host Eastern Wyoming from Torrington this evening. The ladies game at 5-30 and the T-Birds are rated 19th in the country with a record of 19-3. and The men's game will follow at 7-30. The birds are 16 and 5. The LCCC basketball teams out of Cheyenne will be on the road in northwest of Palm. The LCCC men at 11 and 7, and the women are 15 and 5. National Football League, the Denver Broncos reportedly have found their new head coach, and he was the prize in the coaching carousel. Sean Payton will be coming to Denver from New Orleans, and since Payton is still under contract at New O, the Broncos are going to have to compensate the Saints, so Denver will ship their first round draft pick for this coming year, which is the 29th pick overall, plus a second round draft pick in 2024. Now, Payton coached New Orleans for 15 seasons and was 152-89 and 89 with a Super Bowl win. One of the questions now is how much is he going to get paid and the ownership group for the Broncos has no shortage of cash. The other big question is how Peyton will turn around a dysfunctional franchise that has six straight losing seasons and seven straight years of not making the playoffs plus Kansas City who plays in their division will play in this year's Super Bowl. The Bronco offense this past season last in the league in scoring, last in third down conversions and lost nine times by seven points or fewer. High school trip 
track and field on the indoor circuit. That'll be the next big meet will be in Gillette on Friday. And the Prep Nordic Ski Circuit will be on Casper Mountain Friday and Saturday. That's it in sports. Tom Brady announced retirement. Decision. Again, yeah. You yeah, know, again. so he's only won seven Super Bowls. Yeah, and he did, he's yeah. 45 years old. Sure. And this time I think he means it. Okay. Which... By next week, you'll be playing with somebody else. I'm sure, because I, right away he reminds me of Muhammad Ali, who could never retire. Right. He just kept coming back. I I wish I could believe him. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, it's been great. You go down as a legend. <laughs> call it good. Yeah. T- tip your helmet to everybody. Yeah. Good night. Call, call, call it good. Yeah. All yeah. right. Thank you, Frank. Now, it reminds me of, uh, I thought this was great, Carol Burnett stepped out of the limelight early. She didn't have to. She was at the top of her game. But she wanted to be remembered for being at the top. She didn't want to be remembered for as things start to fall apart, which they always do when you're on top. Coming up on local business, national news, local news, update on your weather forecast, Triple Eight Ninety Seven woods the phone number, wake up Wyoming. Okay, honey. Six to time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, I'm going to get into the road conditions real quick. Then we got some news stories with the Wyoming legislative body. Triple Eight Ninety Seven Woods, the phone number. If you're heading out to, you know, it's in some areas. There's a lot of wind. Some of you people are looking outside, going, "What wind? There's no wind out here." But there's other parts of Wyoming, and it's the usual suspect areas that have a lot of wind going on right now. So, problem areas. If you want to get, let's say, down past Douglas, past south of Douglas, you're heading down from, let's see, the uh, Orion Junction, past Glendo, all the way down to Wheatland. That's really sketchy. Lots of snow drifts, lots of patchy ice, big patches of ice. So that's open, but very sketchy. From Wheatland to Cheyenne, it doesn't matter if you're going north or south, that's closed. Snow drifts things like that. A lot of wind in that area. So you can imagine how they're fighting to try to clear that, but they might... I wonder, does why not just wait when the wind is this bad? Just wait till it stops? They, I wouldn't blame them if they did. I don't know what the routine is on that, but the wind will be blowing for a while today in that area. Believe it or not, I-80 is open. But from Cheyenne all the way over to Rawlins, very sketchy, and they could still close that. So also, that loop from Laramie to Rock River, Medicine Boat, down to Hannah, back down to I-80, is also the same condition. So if you want to take those because you, let's say, your truck or whatever the case is, okay, but extremely sketchy at this point, just so you know. And I'm waiting to see, do they close that because of all the wind? And then, of course, if you're in Rawlins and you want to head north, nope. If you're in Medicine Bow, you want to head north, not happening. So there's quite a few roads out there that are closed, most of them, or even just in bad condition for the ones that I did mention. And that's just because there's a lot of wind out there. It's blown in around. Now, over the next few days, things warm up and the wind calms down. I will have day weather on at 745. Don Day sent me a note. Hey, um, he's going to some conference, Stock Rose Association. He's going to go to that. So I won't be on in the next couple of days. I'll be out of town. And we always, I see, 
always worry. I know I do. When Don Day says he's leaving town. That's like the Weather Channel's Jim Cantore showing up. If we ever have a situation where Don Day leaves town and Jim Cantore shows up at the same time, we're screwed. Right? Yeah. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not report to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. You're going to love this one. A bald eagle smashed a window at a Virginia tax office, then flew off. I think that's all we need to know. Yeah, uh, the, the bald eagle disapproves. That's all. That's the American people right there voicing their outrage, and the bald eagle has spoken. All right, real quick. San Francisco. Oh, wait a second now. I can't, and I got some uh, Wyoming legislative news coming up in just a moment, but um, I can't get into a San Francisco story. Let's make sure I have, uh, let's see, there's the band in Canada. I wish we all could. Um, where's my San Francisco song? Oh, let's see. Okay, there's the San Francisco news. Okay. Well, I have it here somewhere. Uh, okay, well, I'm not going to find it. I have this song. I can't believe I put this aside somewhere. It's got to be in the California file. I'm losing stuff. This I'm having one of those days, folks. There's a song that I have every time I talk about San Francisco, and I decided to go ahead and put together a, a musical bit that perfectly illustrates what it's like to live in San Francisco. I will find that, figure out what file I dumped it into and play it for you. Let's go real quick to the story. San Francisco pizza shop fires employee who told police officers they were not welcome. Good. By the way, San Francisco is about 200 some, over 200 officers behind what it needs. And they're desperately trying to recruit people, offering any kind of incentive. A San Francisco pizza shop uh, fired an employee after a police union said servers told officers they were not welcome in the restaurant. I bet you, though, if the if the pizza parlor was being robbed, they would be upset that the pe- that the police didn't show up. Well, you said we weren't welcome here. The San Francisco Police Officers Association posted on Twitter Sunday that several officers went to Pizza Square. And they were told, you're not welcome in our restaurant. Union said it reached out to the owners about the shameful and hateful actions of one of their employees. And here's, I'm looking at from Twitter. Uh, There's the San Francisco officers posting pictures of the place, too. On Monday, the pizzeria, pizzeria, pizzeria tweeted that the employee trainee was on his third day. Well, I guess he lost that job real quick. When our shift manager told us the incident after it happened, he was expressly told uh, we didn't share his views and he was out of line. 
Well, this, this guy, of course, decides to fight back, and that's where he was fired on the spot. The restaurant apologized to the police union. Quote, we're pleased to receive an immediate response from the owners, says the police union, including sincere apologies for their former employees' actions, was committed to uh, meet uh, with officers and, and help them out and serve them. So, good. So, police officers will be eating there again. Glad that they took care of that as fast as they could. Now, I wonder how does an employee on his third day think it's okay to do that? That's bad enough. I mean, who did you hire? What kind of loser is this guy that on his third day he thinks he should do something like this? Okay, well, the third day was his last day. But once again, to, to really teach the guy a lesson, because just firing him over this, I don't think is enough. Let's put him in a store. Let's have him, let's say, run a convenience store, whatever, where police officers show up and have him tell police officers they're not welcome. And then one day the place gets robbed at gunpoint, a very violent robbery at gunpoint. And this idiot... He doesn't have any guns, I bet you he doesn't believe in them, or any other kind of defensive weapons. His life is in danger as he's being robbed, and he's told the police not to show up anymore. Now, what do you think? Do you think he would learn the lesson after that, or would he just be too stupid to learn the lesson? I'm going to go with that last one. You would have to put this guy in a really rough situation before he finally woke up and saw the error of his ways. I just have a doubt in my mind as it, the pizza parlor was right to fire him. But I just have serious doubts in my mind that would have taught a guy like that any kind of a lesson. Because, again, he did this on his third day to a police officer. 7.15, wake up, Wyoming. News, weather, and a pocket full of opinions. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Seven twenty is the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. I found it. It was right in front of my face. I wasn't looking at it. I was doing a story about a San Francisco pizza place where a new employee had only been there for three days, told a police officer, you're, you're got, you guys aren't welcome here. And he was told the employee was to knock it off and gave his boss some lip so he's fired now. And again, I wonder, does an idiot like that learn his lesson? Anyway, I wanted to open it with this. I put this together a while ago. Beautiful song about San Francisco. With sound effects in the background that make it realistic. in the streets and needles and cost of living that nobody can afford no matter how much money they make. Where Nancy Pelosi's husband was attacked by a neighbor with a hammer and they blamed it on Republicans even though he's not a Republican and he's a friend of the family. 
There was a time I wanted to visit San Francisco for a time and enjoy the city. I wouldn't even go there now. I wouldn't even, yeah, which is a shame. All right, back to Wyoming. Wyoming lawmakers vote to reduce early voting. I, we were talking about this yesterday, so they're getting close to getting all of this done. This is from Cowboy State Daily. Wyoming elections would be subject to post-election audits and early voting windows would be shortened under a bill advanced in the legislative committee that happened yesterday. So if you want to follow that, Senate File 153, election security would reduce early voting days to 28 days from the current 45. Overseas applications and military still have 45. But if you're here domestically, no, you have 28 days on post. What they're doing here is taking a look at problems that other states have had and trying to make sure we don't have the same problems here in Wyoming. That's the attempt anyway. On post-election audits, state law doesn't require them, but there's an outstanding directive to require them by the former Secretary of State Ed Buchanan. Story says, pressure to require audits has increased in the wake of the 2020 presidential election. If SF-153 passes, Wyoming would still have the 12th largest early voting period in the country. According to Wyoming Clerks Association, they said the average length is in the U.S. is about 23 days. It passed unanimously out of the Senate Corporation's Election and Political Subdivision Committee. Uh, making post-election audits mandatory would involve ensuring current uh, era directives that each county clerk audits the two closest statewide races in their counties by inspecting about 5% of the total ballots, just looking to see if anything irregular is going on. The legislation also gives flexibility to clerks to audit other local legislative races as they see fit. County clerks would have the discretion to say, yeah, there's really a problem here, or there's really not. Quote, otherwise, we'd have statewide election officials coming into a local election office and just saying, nope, we're not going to do it. So the remark drew in an exasperated response from the Secretary of State Chuck Gray in the audience. Wyoming performed its first post-election audit on a few special elections held in 2021 and ran full-scale audits in the 2022 primary and general elections with no issues reported. So running the audits, quote, continues to support our election integrity and our election equipment. All right. So once again, the whole idea is to make sure we don't have the same problems as other states do. Audits are based on statistically significant samples. So usually they're not, when they audit, they don't look at every single ballot. They take a sample See if there's an irregularity. And you can go ahead and make analogies to that. Like if you're making, let's say, uh, whiskey at home, whatever, beer, whatever the case is. You take a sample of it to see, how's that doing? Okay, doing pretty good. Same thing happens on assembly lines. Whenever somebody's making a product on the assembly line, they have people who take random samples to see how they're doing. So uh, Chuck Gray said he supports the bill but has reservations about the, well, deleting the UW statistical analysis audit formula. This was, I know this kind of technical inside, but this was a relationship. Former election division director, 
facilitated while he was on staff. That person's no longer on staff. She announced uh, her resignation shortly after Chuck Gray took office. Quote, I certainly believe in partnering with the university initiatives, Chuck Gray said. All right. So Casper resident Walt Tanner spoke in favor of involving UW, saying it reduces concerns about about the Secretary of State unfairly influencing any audit that might affect the elections. Okay, so... Again, the the purpose of all of this, and I know what Chuck Gray, he's been on this program talking about this. What he's trying to achieve is looking at other states that have had election problems and trying to see if we can put up some stop gaps to make sure we don't have them here. I do find it interesting. Let's go to Georgia real quick. In the state of Georgia, you were told by the Democrats, and, the, and sure enough, the Democrats, well, in fact, the state of Georgia itself was told by the Democrats that, well, we have a law in place that disenfranchises voters and makes it difficult for minorities to vote and on and on. They went with the accusations. And yet when the election was held and people were asked afterwards, how was your experience? And and studies were done to see if there were any irregularities. It turned out that Georgia election law works just fine. Nobody had a hard time. Nobody was disenfranchised. Okay. Georgia cleaned up its election problems that it's had from previous years. There's still some states out there, Arizona, that has some irregularities and some problems. So there are still things that we have to fix. One of the things I'd like to get rid of is some of those ballot drop boxes. Hasn't been a problem in the state of Wyoming, but it's a good idea still. It has been a problem in other states. Let's get rid of those. Now, I'm waiting to see what's going to happen with primary voting and uh, jumping parties, as often happens. I like the idea of, that. I think they said 45 days. I like it farther than that. You can't switch parties and vote and then switch back and leave on the same day. They want to put that way out there. So if you switch parties, you probably don't even know who's running in your district. So hopefully that would discourage switching parties on a, on primary day, like so many people in Wyoming do, go ahead and vote in the Republican primary, jump back to Democrat or whatever other party, independent, whatever it might be. That's still, it's moved out of committee. That's moving its way through the House and Senate. We'll see how the bill looks when they're done because it has changed from its original form. So do we get something watered down or do we get something serious here? We'll see what happens at the end of all of this. All right, coming up on some local news. Right after local news, we jump into our weather forecast after the weather forecast. It's you and me for a couple of minutes. Then your legislative update with our man in Cheyenne, Doug Randall. After that, day weather. Don Day left town for a few days. Don't worry. Nothing wrong with the weather. It's actual business this time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. 
736 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. I'm having a good time. This ridiculously large television they put in the studio with me. You know, I keep a news channel on that just shows raw video from around the country. What's going on? That way, if something happens while I'm on the air, I can turn to you guys and say, hey, this is happening. They keep showing video of more southern states, right? And there's some ice and a little bit of snow for some of the states, but a lot of it's you know, wind and ice coming down. And so there are these reporters standing outside. Oh, this is horrible. And they're all bundled up and showing how cold this is. And I'm looking at it going, oh, please. Oh, please. So you got some frost on your trees. And, yes, the the road's a little slick. I can see the the shiny ice on the road there. I get it. They're shutting down schools and so on. Oh, come on. Hey, come up here for just a little while, then go back and you find out you got it nice. Remember, I'm from the South. Now, I understand southern states are not that well equipped for it, but can we please quit acting like this is a major disaster? I Maybe the news stations out there are looking for something fresh to cover, but I'm, I'm always just amused when they cover something and act like it's a really big deal because they have nothing else going on, so they got to go ahead and hype it up. Now, here's a story I thought was fun. Let's go back to California real quick. So there's a sinkhole that's developed. And so it's right in the middle of a road. And so they put up a bunch of barriers around it and signs until they can fix the thing, warning, hey, there's a sinkhole there. Right? Headline from CBS News, third car falls into California's sinkhole marked by road close sign. And then and then CBS News writes after. We can't make this stuff up. A massive sinkhole has completely split a road down two lanes, right down the middle. In Jacqueline, uh, I'm sorry, San something or other, California, has now swallowed three separate vehicles despite the hole being clearly marked. And I'm looking at a picture of big signs. They've really marked this thing up well. The sinkhole broke out earlier this month, California Highway Patrol said. It was a compromise retention center, and they explained how the whole thing opened. Next day, the road totally collapsed. So they closed it. They put up the signs. And I'm looking at the thing. The barriers are big. There's a big stop sign there. and so People just try to drive around it. I'm just going to go around this and go right past those barriers because i got to get down this road over here. And they wind up at the bottom of a sinkhole. They keep getting rescued. 739. Let's go to Cheyenne. Here's Doug. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS. Seven forty-five is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to talk today, weather and Don. What's all is in for Don Day? So, Don, I do notice it depends on where you are in the state of Wyoming. Some areas really windy, and because of that, especially down southeast Wyoming, we got a lot of roads closures down your way. Yeah, it's uh, still pretty rough across much of southeast Wyoming. I eighty and twenty-five. I twenty-five. Basically, from Cheyenne up to Wheatland, closed both directions due to strong winds, blowing, drifting snow. Uh, not a good idea to probably be on the roadways there. Uh, I-80 areas, Rollins, Arlington, Elk Mountain, that stretch, all the way to Cheyenne, heading eastward. High wind closures to light and high-profile vehicles. So even though skies are trending sunny this Wednesday morning, it's still uh, pretty rough on the roadways. And for those roads that are open out there, I'd just keep an eye on them anyway because it looks kind of sketchy. How long does that wind stick with us? 
It's going to be with us most of the day today. Now we've got high wind warnings in effect until about 2 or 3 o'clock this afternoon. I wouldn't be shocked if some of the stronger gusts actually kind of stick around for an encore through late today. But overall, should finally decrease tonight. We'll get a little break from the wind overnight and Thursday. Uh, high wind prone areas still might have some breezy gusts, and then uh, they might pick up again Thursday night and Friday. Okay, uh, and I know it's a little ways out here, but there was a while that it showed Saturday as a windy day, maybe Friday, Saturday, but does that change? Uh, Friday, windy uh, into Saturday morning at least could have some leftover okay. winds uh, in the same area. So, okay. yeah, you're right. And that's all part of the warm-up, though, that we're going through. Because I know the temperatures are getting up in, in most areas up at least maybe to the 40s, low 40s or so. Yeah, we've got a mild Pacific Ridge that is streaming eastward across the western United States. And down at the surface, it's a classic setup. Strong high pressure in western Colorado, which is one of the things that's actually driving the winds today. And this evening, it's set up in the western part of the western slopes of Colorado. It'll kind of dissipate a little bit as our ridge moves eastward tomorrow and Friday. And then uh, as that ridge builds, like you said, temps will be warming. We will see some pretty good 40-degree readings, and some areas in far eastern Wyoming might flirt with low 50s. Okay. Oh, that's not bad at all. But here's what everybody's waiting for. And then what happens? So it's February. At some point, we're going to get hit again, right? Eventually we will, but it doesn't look like it's going to be uh, at least in the foreseeable future. We might have a slight chance for some snow showers come in Monday into early Tuesday from west to east. Western mountain areas will start to get it Sunday and Sunday night. Primarily, we've got a wave coming through early next week, primarily going to hit the mountain areas with leftover snow showers on the plains. Not much uh, accumulation in the lower elevations and uh, may have some breezy winds as well. Because we're all getting a little bit tired of this, you know, Don? (laughs) You, me, and everyone else, yes. yes. Every time we get everything all cleaned up, here comes the next wave and it buries us again. So a little bit of a relief is due. All right, Don, thanks for coming on this morning. Don Wassel from Dayweather. Uh, Well, I I just wanted at least a a relief for a few days anyway. It looks like we got that coming. All right, off we go to the icebox. Frank Gambino's waiting by. So, Frank, there's a movie coming out that I just got to see. Okay. It's called Cocaine Bear. I saw the the little trailer yes. for that. Uh, it, so it's the the, the, the yeah. bear has got all this coke yes. around its nose, and then right. it's now, rolling in the dirt. This and, is you know. based on a true story. That a bear found cocaine. Yes. Okay, so the true story happened in the state of Georgia. Some guy started a cocaine business, and he was getting kind of successful at it but also getting a little over the top. So he jumps out of an airplane. And I'm not making this up. He jumps out of an airplane with a chute he packed himself. You already see the problem, right? And he has uh, big bricks of cocaine duct taped to him. He's got money all over the place. And the chute doesn't open. So they find his body on somebody's driveway with the packets of cocaine, big bricks of it laying around and all the money. And they realize more cocaine fell out of the airplane and that's off in the woods. Now, when they went into the woods, they found a black bear dead. Black bear was not particularly a big one, but still, it had gotten into one of those packets of big bricks of cocaine and did it all at once. Ooh. And there's many ways cocaine can kill a person or a bear. It killed it in every possible way all at once. Brain hemorrhages, lung problems, heart problems, all of that. Bear died. So they, you're going to love this part. They went ahead and taxidermied it and gave it a 
nickname of Pablo Escobar. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's on display, right? So some Hollywood producer writer comes across that and goes, oh, this is a great idea for a story. So now we have a movie coming out later February. And in this movie, they have a bear. Of course, they make this. It's still a black bear, but it's really big black bear, right? Yeah. And as this thing starts doing coke, it gets hooked on it. And every time this thing snorts up a bunch of cocaine or eats a bunch of cocaine, you thought it was unstoppable when it was sober? Oh, dear God. Oh, yeah, so he's wild. Yes. Yeah. And they make this funny. So as somebody's getting torn apart, you're laughing at the situation the entire time. So it's a funny, gory movie. A bear doing cocaine. Yes. <laughs> if you want to see the whole story with videos of the real bear <laughs> and the trailer, it's on the Wake Up Wyoming site. I think I got to go see this thing. Oh, boy. Well, men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys turned in a very good effort last night and beat Fresno State and Laramie 685 to 62. Both teams are 7 and 14 on the year. UW now 2 and 7 in Mountain West play. Fresno State is 3 and 7. Cowboys had 13 threes in the game. They were 10 of 16 from, the, uh, from beyond the arc in the first half, and they were 14 for 14 from the free throw line in the game. Pine Bluff State of Hunter Thompson threw an 18, connected on four threes. Jeremiah Oden had 15, and Hunter Maldonado 14 in an extremely disappointing season for the Pokes. Last night produced some good news for once. Next up, a road game at San Jose State on Saturday. Wyoming Cowgirls will be at home tomorrow night in Larry to beat San Jose State. The UW ladies are 14-7 and seven overall, 7-3 seven and three in Mountain West play. After a 69-62 road win over Boise State on Saturday, that'll be a 6-30 start from the AA in Larry tomorrow. In junior college basketball tonight, the Casper College teams will host Eastern Wyoming from Torrington. Ladies game at 5.30, and the T-Birds are rated 19th in the country at 19-3 and on the year. The men's game will follow at 7.30. The birds are 16-5. and The LCCC basketball teams out of Cheyenne will be on the road at Northwest DePaul tonight. The LCCC men at 11-7, and and the women are 15-5. and In the National Football League, the Denver Broncos reportedly have their, found their new coach, and he was the prize in the coaching carousel. Sean Payton will be coming to Denver from the New Orleans Saints. And since Payton was still under contract in New O, the Broncos had to compensate the Saints, so Denver will ship their first round draft pick which is the 29th overall plus a second round draft pick in 2024. Peyton coached New Orleans for 15 seasons and was 152 and 89 with the Super Bowl win. Question now is how much is he going to get paid? And the new ownership for the Broncos have no shortage of cash. The other big question for how will Peyton turn around a dysfunctional franchise that has six straight losing seasons and seven straight years of knocking the playoffs plus Kansas City, who plays in their division, will be in the Super Bowl this year. The Bronco offense, which was super dysfunctional, uh, finished last in the league in scoring, last in third down conversions, and the team lost nine times by seven points or fewer. High school indoor track and field, the next big meet will be in July on Friday, and the Prep Nordic Ski Circuit will be on Casper Mountain Friday and Saturday. So what do you think of the new coach down there? Well, he's... He, 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 is about the best that they could find. Okay. I mean, and everyone has wanted this guy for years, you know, and the Saints says, well, all right, well, he's still under contract. You have to give us something here. Yeah. And everyone's like, well, you know, all of a sudden it goes back and forth and back and forth, but he should straighten them out. He should think so. straighten them okay. out. He's a good coach. Mm-hmm. Um, he's probably done a couple of stupid things in the, right. in the course of his career. That bounty gate thing that suspended him for an entire year. You know, um, okay. they, got, they got their guy. My sister just sent a note from Lake Wills, Florida. If a bear explodes in the woods <laughs> and nobody's there to see it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Why, why is this... 
Who knows? Yeah, okay. I, I got to see this movie. Bears on cocaine. That's beautiful. I, I will be watching this movie. Thank you for <laughs> coming up on. <clears throat> so, coming up on some local business, we have to take care of. We'll roll into news time after that. And then open phones, that segment of the program. Oh, th- this is a good story I got to give to you next hour. What it takes to permit a Wyoming wind farm. But I want to compare that, what it takes to permit an oil rig, let's say. And then also a Wyoming sheep rancher saying wolves in Wyoming have decimated his family business. Let's wake up, Wyoming. It's time to get... Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, open phone segment. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. I'm looking something up real quick. I don't know if I'll be able to find it. Right now, uh, let me see. There we go. I, I think I might have found it. Uh, I might have found it here. Okay. <clears throat> right now, the FBI is searching yet another one of President Biden's homes. The question, yeah, for. Documents, of course, anything that might have been secure documents that he shouldn't have had, that he swore he didn't have. Now he says he didn't know about it. That doesn't make things any better. But anyway, I had to ask the question, how many houses does he have? Well, okay, he owns two, if I get this right. But also, he lived in the vice presidential mansion but owned two of his own homes. And now he's living in the White House, but he has two other homes. Okay, but each of those homes are really big homes. One of them that they're searching right now is beachfront property. This, to me, is a lot like when Obama, who is a big proponent of the cult of climate change, then went and bought a house right on the beach, the beach that was supposed to be underwater already. So here's yet another guy that owns beachfront property, but, you know, the sea levels are supposed to be rising. Also, President Biden, what is that he, folks, he has a Corvette, I think he said he had. Yeah, nice-looking car, but you're not. You're supposed to be driving like a Tesla or something like that. Joe, what are you doing? But okay, so now they're searching that home to find if anything else that they can find, top-secret documents. I'll let you know if, this morning, if they find anything this morning anyway. We'll probably have to talk about that tomorrow at some time. Okay. 888-97-WOODS is the phone number. It's open phones time. Warning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. <coughs> Dave, <coughs> all right, strap in and let's do this thing. Triple eight ninety seven woods at 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Well, I've been keeping up with the road reports for you because there are roads, especially southeast Wyoming, closed right now. Last I looked there from Cheyenne up to Wheatland closed. And other highways as well because of all the blowing snow out there. So in just a few minutes, we'll get a road update from Dayweather. 
and let you know all the different, not just closed, but sketchy roads. The wind continues for quite a while this afternoon. So even roads that are open right now, tough to drive on. That could change later this morning. Again, we'll go ahead and keep you posted. All right. A couple of stories I have for you, and you can interrupt me at any time. One of them, I like this story from Cowboy State Daily. And I did send them a little note, and I'll send them another one. Do a follow-up on this. The story is, what does it take to permit a wind farm in Wyoming? Yeah, it starts with, well, it's burdensome. Well, of course, it's bureaucracy. But what I said to him afterwards is, would you do another story, a follow-up? What does it take to permit an oil rig or natural gas in the state of Wyoming? Or anything else you might want to do that has to do with energy. So here's just an overview of what they have. And the story is at Cowboy State Daily. In 2019, a study by Wyoming Law Review examined how a state like Wyoming, with enormous wind resources, wasn't seeing the growth in wind power. Neighbors were. From 2010 to 2015, study notes Montana, Idaho, Colorado increased wind generation capacity to... Now, this is always an estimate number. 2,600 megawatts, 2,600 megawatts. Well, they say it's going to produce that much, but again, it's not reliable energy, and it never quite reaches what they promised it was going to create. So Wyoming total actually decreased during that time, not increased. Among the reasons for the growth, cited the report, is the state's permitting process, but Wyoming's high wind energy and uh, tax and lack of transmission capacity also keeps the industry at bay. While the state is often portrayed as being business-friendly and welcoming, however, uh, permitting for wind power isn't a breeze. Yeah, this, and, and here's a quote. For a state that takes a laissez-faire approach to laws and regulations, Wyoming was surprisingly burdensome when it came to wind energy regulation. Wyoming Energy Administration has a 92-page document to help guide developers through the process. One developer finds a location with the uh, right wind in the area, and then there's site selection, uh, studies, local permits, state studies and permitting, federal studies and permittings, and the list goes on and on and on. John is in Gillette. Morning, John. Hey, good morning, Glenn. Yes, sir. I wanted to give a shout-out to uh, the 60 anesthesiologist uh, in the state of Wyoming who are members of our uh, Wyoming Society of Anesthesiologists because this week is National Physician Anesthesiologist Week. Oh, okay. So now how do you guys so, celebrate that? Do you all just sort of lay back and put yourself to sleep for a while? Do you, do you have lectures that put you to sleep? How do anesthesiologists celebrate this? Well, firstly, we, we recognize a sleepy lecture because we are professionally okay. anesthesiologists. Good, you know? okay. So we can, we can tell an anesthetic when we see one. Yes, right. Fortunately, you, know, you never appear to be one, and no, that's a good no, thing. That's, that's a compliment. That's, well, jacked on caffeine. I appreciate that, yeah. That's so, how you, um, you stay interested. But no, we, we, do, we do spend 12 years and 15,000 clinical hours training to take care of people before, during, and after surgery so that they have a, an unstressful and uneventful surgery and trained to deal with all the emergencies that happen okay. sometimes, rarely, um, so that people uh, can recover quickly and safely. Okay. And that's one of those things that you, you often hear about the glamorous job, which is the surgeon, but without someone knocking you out, you'd be awake for the whole thing, and it would hurt the entire time it was happening. 
Right, and more importantly, waking you up afterwards. Uh, yes, that's okay. That I think probably is the most important part. Is the waking up afterwards? Yes, afterwards. Yeah, we're yeah. pretty we're pretty fond of doing Good, that. Yeah. Too, <laughs> okay. So. I just want to make sure. Okay. Well. Okay. Now everybody Thanks. knows it's an official holiday. Go take the day off. Thanks, Glenn. All right. Appreciate it. Triple Eight Ninety Seven Woods, the phone number. A couple of notes I'm getting off the wake up point, which, by the way, oh, let me let me update you on something. I'm going to make it easier for you. So if you go to your app store and download the Wake Up Wyoming app, just type in Wake Up Wyoming. You'll see it. Yeah, it's easy to do. And when it pops up, when you open up the app, look underneath. There's always a big picture at the top of whatever the latest news story is. Okay. Right underneath there, there's a gray, dark gray bar. On the left side, on demand, that's where all the old shows are and comedy bits. The next button over is call in. If you want to call me, you can touch that. It'll dial up. Next to that, it says chat. You touch that, and you're sending me text messages, like some of them I'm about to answer. And then it keeps going off to the right with more options. So that's how you use the Wake Up Wyoming app, some of the things that you can do. Grandpa Rich is in Thermopolis. The Bighorn River is frozen. Minus four this morning. It's called global warming. Rich, look it up. Wow, Sharon is in Lovell. Hey, Glenn, during the news break, I heard twice this morning that white privilege cards were handed out at a Cheyenne school, and they're still trying to mend some racial thing that happened a couple of weeks ago. I could swear I heard the exact same story during your program two to three weeks ago. Hmm. I'll have to ask because I don't know this program is on several stations, so I don't know what each of the station does during the news breaks, but I can go ahead and ask them and see if I can find out about this story and what's going on. All right, road conditions out there. It's sketchy in some places. Let's find out. 8.50, Wake Up Wyoming. This Wyoming a look called Glenn Woods Now at 888-97-WOODS. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. Eight twenty is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Phone lines are open. Triple eight ninety seven Woods. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Sometimes with a news story, you have to stop and take a look at what part of the story are they not reporting? Just not what are they reporting, but what did they leave out, or what are they assuming? Oftentimes, I make fun of news stories because, uh, let's say, somebody does, a, and I always put air quotes, a study, and the study is biased or garbage or just a nonsense study, right? And it's just reported by news organizations as if, they, well, this is absolutely true. Of course it's true. And they don't bother to stop and question, you sure we got this right? What if we didn't get it right? So here's an example. Wyoming Public Media. Headline. Climate law could mean 92,000 jobs in the Mountain West. Think tank predicts. Well, first off, who's the think tank? Do they have an agenda? All right, let's take a look at it. Well, so a few years ago, with the idea of Medicaid expansion for the state of Wyoming, somebody did uh, a or commissioned a study that showed most Wyomingites were in favor of Medicaid expansion in the state. So all I had to do was take a look at, well, who commissioned the study and who did the study? And it turns out there's an organization that is in Colorado that if you want a study done to show whatever your whatever bill you're pushing before some legislative body, you want it 
to appear to be favorable that the people want it or whatever other study you need. Pay them and they'll do a study to show that you're right. That's essentially what they do. And news organizations ran with it as if it was factual. Okay, so data for progress. A left-leaning think tank. I knew they were left-leaning when I read their name. Their name is Data for Progress. What they think is progress anyway, right? It may not be what I think is progress or you do. A left-leaning think tank. <clears throat> so where do, what kind of result do you think they're going to get? Estimated the number of jobs, the climate and energy provisions in the landmark law. They have to say that. Passed last year would create or preserve... Uh, all the way up into the year 2032. So you know they want a certain result out of this, so they give it to us. According to the group, Mountain West could see about 92,000 jobs during that span. Based on data released January 20, Colorado was predicted to see the largest share of those jobs, then Arizona, then Utah, then Nevada, New Mexico, Idaho, Montana. Wyoming would see about 2,570 jobs. They estimate. Well, based on what? I would love to see, how do you come up with an estimate like that, specifically for Wyoming, to say we would have about that many jobs? And, of course, they don't include all of the variabilities in between that would show that that's not going to happen because they want a certain result. Matt Mazowski, a Data for Progress fellow who authored the analysis, said the region would benefit from another of legislative investments – Quote, to increase energy efficiency and promote insulation of renewable technologies. Well, let's take a look at what's with that sentence so far. To increase energy efficiency. We've already seen how inefficient wind is, wind energy and solar energy. So if you want to increase efficiency, then you get away from wind and solar. And you start cranking back up the coal plants and, and other kinds of energy plants. But wind and solar is not efficient. And then he says, well, the insulation of renewables, these types of energy are not renewable. They're not sustainable. They're not reliable or affordable. Okay, So he assumes a lot in there. Uh, there's also about a half billion dollars in the law authorizing for climate resilience projects, climate resilience projects. We can go ahead and try to decipher that. What is climate resilience? For clean energy, this is not clean energy. We've been through that before. Loan guarantees, electrification. What about the fact that the federal government is so overspending that there's no way they can keep this up? He's assuming, well, we got all of this money coming in. Like, let's go back to those people who want Medicaid expansion. All of this money is going to be coming in from your federal government. Have you seen how in debt your federal government is? The yearly deficit and the national debt. Have you seen that? So all of this money is going to come roaring in. It's just going to keep on coming, right? He predicts more than half of the jobs created or preserved will be construction and manufacturing. Other sectors positioned to see job growth include agriculture, forestry, and scientific services. According to the data for progress, roughly one million jobs could stem from the uh, climate energy provisions and contribute to about $1.7 trillion to the nation's domestic 
uh, gross domestic product. Now, oftentimes when you hear predictions like that, we're going to have this much money into the, it's going to create about $1.7 trillion, really because so far this has been costing us a lot of money. They keep predicting this is going to make us a lot of money, but so far it's been costing us a lot of money and providing not clean but dirty, unreliable energy and causing problems with uh, bird kills, how much land they have to take up, toxic waste to dispose of, and the list goes on and on. But he's not going to look at that. He's with a left-leaning think tank. So, of course, this is the result that he's going to get. And he's not going to look at anything that might be negative. If you want to do a real study, you take a look at the positive and the negative, and you put it all out there for everybody to see. You don't paint a rosy picture no matter what. Now, with Wyoming Public Media, let me pick on them. To be clear, when I read... And when I watch things on uh, Wyoming Public Media, they're, as, speaking as a broadcaster, their production skills are some of the best I've ever seen. However, with a story like this, they, they'll go ahead and take this and post it, but I've never seen them post anything that said the opposite because it's not their narrative. Wyoming Public Media, like a lot of news outlets, has a certain narrative that they're promoting. And so that's all they're going to post. If if I commissioned a study or if some other group commissioned a study that showed how detrimental wind power has been to the West and put that out there, Wyoming Public Media would not touch the story. They wouldn't even – they don't want to because it doesn't fit their narrative. So this is what I mean by when it comes to news stories from not just Wyoming Public Media but many other news organizations – They'll go ahead and promote what the, the narrative they want you to hear. Just like the organization that did this so-called study only put out information. It's basically propaganda. And you got that the moment I started reading it, right? Scott in Casper, today's math lesson. 5 plus 36 equals 200. Car with 5 ground clearance trying to drive over a 36-inch tall windrow, $200 tow truck bill. <laughs> I'm going to do that again, Scott. That's good. Today's math lesson, 5 plus 36 equals 200. A car with a 5-inch ground clearance trying to drive over a 36-inch tall windrow is a $200 Tow truck bill, 5 plus 36 equals 200. That's good. I like that. I will be stealing that from you and repeating it. Ad nauseum for people who know that I love to repeat jokes that I really, really like. Coming up on 829. A look at uh, local news coming your way right after local news update on your weather forecast. And you and I get back into it with a nice long segment of open phone. So 888-97 Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Let's wake up Wyoming.
of Wyoming from Boring Morning Radio. That man is Glenn Woods. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. Eight thirty-six. The time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Here, I'll read that one more time because that's really good. I even just posted that on the Wake Up Wyoming Facebook page. It's good. Today's math lesson comes from Scott and Casper, and Scott knows I'm not really good in math. It's not one of my strong suits. Today's math lesson, 5 plus 36 equals 200. Car with a 5-inch ground clearance trying to drive over a 36-inch tall windrow gets a $200 tow truck bill. Now, <laughs> therefore, the math does work out, even though it doesn't, but it does, doesn't it? Then there was this one. See, this is from, people are sending me jokes now. Fine. Arnie sends me this one. Confuse your doctor by putting on rubber gloves at the same time he does. (laughs) I'd like to try that, actually. Yeah. Okay. So, headline. Again, another Cowboy State Daily article. Wyoming Sheep Rancher says wolves decimated family business. And pushes for compensation. Story says it's tough to get compensation for sheep wolves kill when, after all, that's left for wildlife agents to find a little bit of wool in the brush, said a rancher, Laura Pearson. Wolves have all but ruined her family's six-generation sheep ranching business in southwest Wyoming. She was talking to the legislative body on Tuesday while testifying for the House Agriculture State Public Lands and Water Resources Committee. <clears throat> we used to run about 14,000 ewes, she said. Now we're running about 740. We're not completely out of the sheep business, but we pretty much are. It's because of the wolves. She testified in favor of House Bill 188, which would set money aside to compensate ranchers for livestock killed by wolves. In Wyoming, there are three zones of management for wolves, which were reintroduced into Yellowstone National Park in the 1990s. So inside Yellowstone, they're fully protected under federal law. Now, the problem is wolves just ignore those signs. Yeah, they have signs up there that no wolves beyond this point. And the wolves just, it's about as effective as a gun-free zone sign. Wyoming Game and Fish Management says... uh, Trophy game zone exists there adjacent to it. Their wolves may be hunted, but only with a license and within bagging limits during designated hunting season. Game and Fish also has a program to compensate ranchers whose livestock wolves are inside that zone. Beyond the trophy game zone, or roughly 85% of Wyoming, wolves are considered a predatory animal. That means you can kill on site anytime with no license, no bagging limits. So you live way outside that area and you see wolves out there and you have a gun, providing you know what you're doing safely, et cetera, et cetera. Go right ahead. House Bill 188 would set up a compensation fund for the losses ranches suffer in that predator zone. In that 85% of the state, it's roughly estimated, there's about 39 wolves, five active packs, and one breeding pair. The trophy game zone, there's about uh, 140 to 160 wolves, but initially called for about 135,000 from the state's general fund to be set aside to compensate losses. The committee voted to boost that to about $300,000. 
The Predator Zone compensation program would be administered through the Wyoming Department of Agriculture. Now, again, they have to prove, although I think you maybe can that, but you have to be able to say, obviously, this was taken down, my sheep was taken down by a wolf. Let's look at the evidence here. Two-year compensation program launched 2016 and 2020. Predator Management Coordinator for the Department of Agriculture testified inside the Trophy Game Zone. There have been 21 to 43 claims per year. I'd like to know they have accounted for roughly 142000 to $139,000. I'm sorry, $390,000 in compensation. Pearson said losses to wolves have been tough for her family to prove. I'd like to know... What do they get per sheep? I, I don't I don't know the answer to that. I'd be interested to know. What do they value them at? There was a pack of 26 wolves on us, she said. We were losing 56 lambs about every two weeks. But by the time the wildlife agents would get there, there wouldn't be anything left but a little bit of wool in the brush. So they're supposed to prove this was killed by a wolf, but how do they do that? Maintaining state control, vital, she said. That's why it's important to maintain a healthy wolf population inside the trophy game management zone. If the numbers drop too low, federal protections for them kick in. So when that's happened in the past, the wolf population has risen to about 250. Wolves have been spotted up in the bighorns. They've killed livestock in the Muddy Gap area. I didn't know that. Bighorns, I think I've heard about. Didn't know they've killed livestock in the Muddy Gap area. However, wolves stray too far from the general vicinity of Yellowstone and start killing livestock. They're usually quickly shot by locals. Even so, wolves might start entering Wyoming from the south. According to Bob Davis, a Republican, he's from Bags, Wyoming. So the good state to the south of us is reintroducing wolves, he said. They should probably be a little more activity now. So I wonder, do you get Colorado to compensate? If, if Colorado, and I did read a story to you a while back, Colorado's introducing more wolves. If they do that and they start to spill into Wyoming, does Colorado compensate? He's referring to Colorado's plan to reintroduce roughly 50 wolves by the end of this year. Small pack, basically. Uh, one pack started to migrate from Wyoming already in North Park area of Colorado. So we've been a problem to them. Three wolves shot just over Wyoming side of the border last fall are suspected to have come from that pack. See, once again, you put up these signs just like a gun-free zone sign. No wolves beyond this point. And they don't listen to it. Compensation for the last uh, is at least Wyoming can do for ranchers. They said during the course of this testimony, also John Winter, Republican Thermopolis, said that. In his opinion, the initial release of wolves in Yellowstone was done illegally and earlier than federal officials had indicated. Quote, the introduction of wolves was just another program where the federal government decided that they knew better for what was good for Wyoming than Wyoming citizens. I would say, though, if if we're going to be fair about this, rather than complaining that the federal government just dumped a bunch of wolves in Yellowstone House, I think turnabout's fair play. Oftentimes, people in these major cities complain that we are not managing our land properly. Well, I 
beg to differ. Look at our land compared to what they're doing in those major cities. So let's go to like Central Park, New York, and let's just release a bunch of wolves. And we have wild cats we can release into the area. How about some grizzlies? What are the predatory at wolverines? What are the predatory animals can we release into major cities around the United States? Let's go to Washington, D.C., where a lot of these regulations come from. We'll just take a bunch of these animals. Instead of killing animals like we've been doing because they're outside of a certain zone, we capture them, package them up, take them to Washington, D.C., New York City, Los Angeles, California, places like that, and just turn them loose in these neighborhoods, especially where the bureaucrats and politicians live, like we've been doing with illegal immigrants. Just turn them loose right in front of their houses and then just sit back and wait to see their reaction. 845, wake up my own. Sometimes the best way. More stimulated than that first cup of coffee. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to the ice box. Frank Gambino waiting by. Real quick, Frank, just to get this out of the way. Unfortunately, since Tom Brady said just within the hour, hey, I'm uh, I'm retiring here. That's all the news channels are doing anywhere. Really? How much can you say? Yeah, I mean, he's he's yeah yeah he's retiring. Yeah, with, with all of that money. Yeah, and all that money. Yes, and he's okay. won seven Super Bowls. He was the yeah. MVP of five. He may be. Here we go. He'd be the, the goat. Moving on. Okay, let's move on. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> piece, because you've already done that that's once. All, that's all we have to do. We don't really yeah, know yeah. anything. I mean, else. Okay. should we all just kind of yeah. you know, genuflect here in this that's whole a, deal? Or, really? You know? all right. So I did put up a story today. Uh, there's a sign, another one I came from Uinta County here in Wyoming. Big sign that the county commissioners put up. Yes. Big, 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 big red sign. sign. Your GPS is wrong. This road is closed. Turn back now. Is that the one where the, it's like the snow is all over the 50-mile-an-hour yeah. yes, sign? Yes, that's it, yeah. And that one is I, – I started to think about this because a lot of times people complain that GPS can be really wrong in Wyoming. People, one couple, they were driving out near Devil's Tower, and they almost drove, well, so far north that they almost, yeah, they almost <laughs> ran out of gas. And this kind of stuff happens all the time. People blame GPS. But as I was putting the story together, all right, first off, I remembered that the Bozeman Trail, Mr. Bozeman himself, went out leading a bunch of uh, well, people who were looking for gold, basically. But he had a whole wagon team behind him. Remember, he's the guy who made the trail and made the map. And they're following him directly, right? Mm-hmm. And he got lost. <laughs> okay. That, that, well, that can happen. Yes, that, that's the guy who invented the trail and made the map. Well, and all the trails look the same, don't he they? He got lost. Okay. Let's also remember the Donner Party. They had a map, and they talked to the guy who created the map, and when they got to the fork in the road, they did what he said. They ended up eating each other to stay alive. Oh, boy. So, okay, you might complain about GPS. (laughs) It could be worse, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but has it ever really been any better? And back in the days when we only just had paper maps, I'd like to remind people those could get really confusing, too, and have wrong information. I I, I think in Wyoming, if you... Yeah. I wouldn't use GPS at all. I, I mean, suggest to people, go ahead and use your GPS, but if you're going into an area that you're, you're unfamiliar with, 
you also have this thing called Google Earth. You can look at satellite that's much. That, that's much, much better. better. Yeah. Much, much better. Men's college hoops from last night. The Wyoming Cowboys turned in a really good effort. They beat Fresno State 85-62 in Laramie. Both teams are 7-14 and on the year. UW now 2-7 and in Mountain West Conference play, and Fresno State is 3-7. and Cowboys had 13 three-pointers in this contest. They hit 10 of them in the first half. Plus, they were 14 for 14 from the free throw line in the game. Pine Bluffs native Hunter Thompson tossed an 18. He connected on four threes. Jeremiah Oden with 15 points. Hunter Maldonado with 14. In an extremely disappointing season for the Pokes, last night finally produced some good news. Uh, next up, a road game at San Jose State on Saturday. Wyoming Cowgirls at home on the tomorrow night in Laramie to take on San Jose State. The UW ladies are 14-7 and overall. 7-3 and in Mountain West play after a 69-62 road win over Boise State on Saturday. 6.30 starts tomorrow from the AA in Laramie. In Juco basketball, the Casper College teams at home tonight at the Thunderbird Gym to meet Eastern Wyoming from Torrington. Ladies game at 5.30. The T-Birds are rated 19th in the country at 19-3. and Men's game will follow at 7.30. The Birds are 16-5. and The LCCC basketball teams out of Cheyenne will be on the road tonight at Northwest DePaul. The men are 11-7. and The women are 15-5. and In the National Football League, the Denver Broncos reportedly have snagged their new head coach, and he was the prize in the coaching carousel. Sean Payton will be coming to Denver from the New Orleans Saints. And since Payton was still under contract in New O, the Broncos will have to compensate the Saints. So Denver's going to ship their first-round draft pick in 2023, and that's the 29th pick overall, plus a second-round draft pick in 2024. Payton coached New Orleans for 15 seasons. He was 152-89 and with the Super Bowl win. Question is now, um, how much is he going to get paid? And the new ownership group for the Broncos have no shortage of cash. The other big question is how Payton will turn around a dysfunctional franchise that has six straight losing seasons and seven straight years of not making the playoffs, plus Kansas City, who plays in their division, will play in this year's Super Bowl. The Broncos' offense this past season, they were just dreadful. Last in the league in scoring, last in third down conversions, and lost nine games by seven points or fewer. In high school indoor track and field, the next big meet will be in July on Friday. The Prep Nordic Skis Circuit will be on Casper Mountain Friday and Saturday. That's it in sports. So usually when a trade like that is made, coach, player, whatever the case is, they trade for more than just money. And, dra- and future draft picks. Future draft you know, picks. So that's okay. that's part of yeah. your assets of growing, you know, and, and, and not that, you know, coaches have been traded before. Right. You know, they're not like like uh, for for a bag of shoes or something, no, you know, but no, I mean but okay. but something very very significant. So the, he's he's not the first one. I mean, Bill Belichick, Bill Parcells, those kind yeah. of you know, guys, big guys, you know, they yeah. say, "Hey, you can go and coach those guys." Yeah. But you're still under contract with us means that other team needs to pay us. Uh-huh. So, but again, it's usually more than money. There's horse trading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most, I don't mean, well, that's me calling the players horses, I guess, right? Well, yeah. Okay, kind of right. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. All right, thank you, Brian. Mm-hmm. Coming up on some local business, we have to take care. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. Open phones, Triple Eight Ninety Seven Woods. Wake up, Wyoming. Six the time. It's Wake Up My Wyoming. It is a Wednesday, and over the hump we go. Still got some roads closed around Wyoming. 
and some very sketchy because of heavy winds, mostly southeast Wyoming and central Wyoming. YDOT has those roads, but to give you a breakdown of it, if you're south of Douglas, between Douglas and Wheatland, extremely sketchy. And could be closed at some time just because of all the heavy winds we have today. From Wheatland down to Cheyenne, doesn't matter if you're heading north or south, that's closed. Many other roads around that area. I-80 is open, but it wouldn't be surprising if at some point they started closing parts of it. But right now it's open. But again, extremely, extremely sketchy. Also, if you're Rawlins and you want to head north, well, I'm sorry, you won't be heading north. So that's just some of the road conditions out there that will be changing throughout the day. We'll keep you up to date on it. Now, I did mention in the last segment that I did talk segment a story about wolves and how they become a problem in the state of Wyoming because we, they're supposed to stay inside Yellowstone, but the signs that tell the wolves to stay inside Yellowstone are about as effective as a gun-free zone sign. So they're all over the state. They're causing problems, right? All right, so what do we do about it? And as I hear federal officials complain, because we allow, if they get outside a certain zone, you can just go ahead and kill them. And I do find other people from outside of Wyoming, wow, why would you just go ahead and kill them? You just kill them? Okay, tell you what. We'll go ahead and pack up wolves, bears, and what other animals you want. All sorts of wild animals. Wolverine, stuff like that. And we're going to go to the major cities and states around the country that complain. And we're just going to drop them so you can deal with them. Much like we did with illegal immigrants. So southern states just pack them up and bring them right to the front doors of the politicians and bureaucrats who complain about how the southern states weren't wanting to handle this problem of illegal immigration. We'll do the same thing. Let's go ahead and put wolves and bears and other such animals in Central Park in New York. We'll drop them in Los Angeles and other cities, Illinois. You know, Chicago, uh, Illinois, the state itself, but Chicago, and on and on. We can go to all sorts of places that complain. Now, some of the reaction I got. I-80 John, Grand Canyon, Prairie Dogs released on the Great Lawn in Central Park. The libs would demand they be exterminated. Yes, but complain when we do it. By the way, they love exterminating rats in New York. Isn't that kind of the same idea? Well, to our point of view... We're just dealing with a much bigger rap. Mandy in Kimball. Washington, D.C. is already full of wolves. Why don't we collar them and dump them in Yellowstone? Works for me. There are a lot of predators in D.C., so why not? All right, next up. Now, you can interrupt me at any time you want. 888 woods the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. From the Great Food Reset. Another story on lab-grown meat harvested in massive steel vats. Ooh, that sounds tasty. Edges closer to federal approval and U.S. dinner plates as the EU approves human consumption of worms and crickets. Now, just so you know, before I get in a little more into this, a little while ago, I was at a grocery store looking for just some stuff to bring home. And as I'm passing through the frozen food area, I thought, oh, look, there's some chicken nuggets there. And I went to reach for it, and I stopped. And I looked, and it was labeled as artificial meat. Yeah, that fake meat stuff that they're making. I don't want that. I want chicken. Then I stopped, backed up for a moment. How big is this section? Tiny. The fake meat section that was supposed to take over everything we were told 
is this tiny little section. It's smaller, get a load of this, smaller than the vegan section. And I have actual pictures. So here's where, let's say, in Florida, right, big hurricane coming. People are going to ride it out, rush to the grocery store, and the store is the shelves are cleared except for the vegan food section, which is a small section, and nobody touched it. They would rather starve. And so far, pretty much the same thing, although some people tried some of this fake meat out of curiosity. Uh, for the most part, though, nobody's really touching it. And same thing goes for your fast food restaurants. You might find a few fast food restaurants out there still serving some of the fake artificial stuff. But mostly they put it out there to see what would happen. And people tried it out of curiosity, and then it, it's been fading. Climate Depot's Mark Morano. You will eat lab-grown meat and bugs or be happy, he writes as a sarcastic headline. Or so the forces, he writes, of the Great Food Reset believe. Bill Gates is gobbling up U.S. farmland, World Economic Forum pushing eating bugs. If you don't want lab-grown or bugs, that should be your choice. But the agenda, the Great Reset goal, is to collapse, he says, modern high-yield agriculture and meat production to meet the net-zero climate goal. See, what gets me about this, though, is the net zero goal often – it's like when you take a look at – you know, I pick on electric cars a lot. Take a look at how much CO2 to create a electric car and then how much CO2 is created to charge the electric car. Hmm? Tammy wants to talk about Walls Morning, Tammy. Hey, good morning, Glenn. Well, you know, this whole thing with the wolves and bears – Maybe we just need to start educating them. Yeah. And then that way they could read those little signs and that are posted that they're not supposed to go out of Yellowstone Park. Hmm. Well, let me let me see about it. See, a bear, for example, has been free its entire life. And I don't know right. if a bear likes the idea of somebody making rules and telling him that he can't go somewhere. I, I know. How far do you think we're going to get with that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't see bears <laughs> sitting in on committee meetings and agreeing to this kind of garbage. Same with wolves. You know, I just you don't... You know, the, wolf, uh, the wolves have been out and about since they were reintroduced. Yeah. It was research, oh, back in the 90s. Right. That they had gone up into Montana, and they were even down in Colorado before that. Sure. So I don't see what the big problem is. No. They're going to run. It's just like your cats. Yeah. Kitty cats, you can't keep them. They have staff. They right. run wherever they want. Right, yeah. You can tell your cat the rules all you want. The dog <laughs> listens to the rules. You know, that's the way dogs are. Well, kind of. Kind of, yeah. Not cats, always. Cats, <laughs> however, no. Cats know that they're in charge. They'll go ahead and do whatever they want to do. Yep. All right. But I don't, you're not you're not going to do anything with these wolves, and that's why they they made a trophy season mm -hmm. where you can go hunt them if yep. they they get out. But these people, if you want to complain, it's not going to do any good. They're no. part of our habitat. That's why I like the idea of for those people who don't like the fact that we kill them once they get outside a certain zone. Okay, tell you what, we, we won't kill them. We're going to capture them. We're going to bring them to your neighborhood and cut them loose. And let you figure out what you want to do about it. You know what? What if we went and did that and put them like in Central Park in yeah, New York? Right. Every time I some environmentalist 
Yeah, every time some environmentalist or woke bureaucrat complains, then we'll just go ahead and release like a grizzly bear in the guy's front yard. There. Yeah. Just like we do with the illegal work. immigrants. Yeah, and let's see what they think about it. And then we sit back and eat popcorn and laugh. Okay, well, now that brings up another another point. Okay. You just said illegal immigrants. Yeah. Well, if the wolves are crossing their boundaries mm-hmm. that, that have been established, that right. they're not supposed to go across that line. Right. Aren't they illegal immigrants Say, as well? If they had gotten in line at the gate at the front of the park. Oh, that's and presented okay. their themselves like they're supposed to, then they could have immigrated legally into the rest of Wyoming. But they didn't, did they? Okay. No, they snuck through the okay, woods. Okay, so only the only the wolves and, and bears that have the um, ID collar, right? Yes, get to go past the the migration line. Absolutely, yeah. Oh yeah, man. See, I think we, we settle problems on this program, don't we? We do. There you go. Thank you, Tammy. Appreciate it. Oh, uh, real quick, back to the um, eating bugs thing. Welcome to Wiggle Burgers. Would you like to see a menu? Sure, but I probably just want a rib burger and some fries. I'm in a hurry, and I'm I'm really hungry. You might like the grasshopper bacon bits or the mealworm arancini. Maybe try some worm salt soup. Wait, what the heck is the mescal worm salad? Oh, those little guys are great. We crushed them fresh this morning. You... Crushed. Have to do it while there's still larva, or there's that horrible crunching sound. Besides, most people don't like exoskeleton in their mouth. What the hell are you saving here? Sir, Wiggle Burgers is a bug restaurant. We serve only organic, sustainable bug and bug larva. Gotta keep that carbon footprint down. Save the planet, you know? Uh, please tell me they brought Candy Camera back. I don't understand. Yeah, you're, you're probably too young for that television show. It was on back when a person had to get up and go change the channel. <gasps> so you remember when the world was in black and white? Well, most things were black and white back then. I have no idea what the hell is going on now. Look, I'm in a rush. Just give me a bowl of cereal. That should be safe enough. Mealworm puffs okay? Do you want nut milk or freshly squeezed cicada larva? You don't just have cow's milk. Do That's you? Disgusting. You know, if you keep grossing people out like this, you'll kill everybody's appetite and starve the human race. Guaranteed population control? That sounds perfect. To be honest with me, do you really eat this stuff? Oh, come on now. If you advocate for this stuff, you don't actually have to do it. Oh, but the rest of us better, or else. Damn straight. If I manage to make it through this week, I would like my straight jacket to be black leather and my helmet to sparkle. Thank you. But never boring. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the show at 888-97-WOODS. Nine twenty-three is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Let's see if he's hung on with us. Mark and Mills, you there, Mark? No, oh, I guess he didn't make it through the break. Okay, Mark. If you want to try back, triple eight ninety-seven Woods. The phone number that's eight 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 ninety-seven W O O D S. He wanted to talk about wolves in the area, and for those just joining me, it's a story about uh, people having. Problems in Wyoming, uh, for example, one family who's been raising sheep in Wyoming for generations, and now they have 
a problem with wolves in the area and where they had about 12,000 head of sheep. Now they're down to just under 800 because of the wolves that are in the area. That's the problem. And they were introduced artificially, if you will. Dave is on the phone. Morning, Dave. Hi. How are you this morning? Good, sir. What you got? Well, you know, on this wolf thing, in all fairness, uh, they were transported down from Canada. Right. So as far as them reading the signs, depending on what part of Canada they came from. Oh, that's from. right. So if they're French-Canadian wolves, they don't right. know how to read the English sign. Right. Okay. So, no, we shouldn't be too harsh on them. No, no. Okay. <laughs> So if it barks and then says A, you know, then we know it's a Canadian wolf. Got there it. There you go. Okay. All right. Is that all you had for us? Yes, sir. I appreciate you calling back. Thank you, Dave. Now, just so you know, not all Daves are bad. Yeah, that was Dave from Mills. We pick on Dave here, but that's specifically Dave from San Francisco, not Dave from Mills. Now, say Blue Eyes and Douglas. Uh, what they're... Who are these blankety blanks selling farmland to Bill Gates and those idiots who want to make us eat bugs? They're that money hungry. Money isn't everything. People are a way of life. Yeah, use your brains. I oh, know I agree with you there. And then Red and Casper, if we just give all the bears and wolves cocaine. See, my sister said the same thing. <clears throat> For those who don't know that story, if you go to the Wake Up Wyoming site, Miss Mary will alert it out. There's a movie coming out called Cocaine Bear. Yeah, the based on a true story. The true story is that a guy who was a drug dealer, and I think he was in the Georgia area, jumped out of an airplane. He had bricks of cocaine duct taped to him, all sorts of money, and he jumps out of an airplane and his parachute doesn't open, and so he's dead. They find his body. And there's cocaine bricks all over the place and money all over the place. And they realize more cocaine is in the woods. They go in the woods, they find a small black bear that had gotten into some of the cocaine bricks. And cocaine can kill you in a lot of different ways. This bear died in every possible way at once. Brain hemorrhage, uh, heart failure, lung problems, and so on and so on, all of it. That's the end of that story. Other than I found out there's a clothing line for cocaine bear. They stuffed and mounted him and named him Pablo Escobar. And that's pretty much the end of the story until a Hollywood writer and producer decides to make a movie out of it. It's coming out near the end of this month. But in the movie, as the bear continues to consume cocaine, it gets really stoned every time. And they made it a really big bear, too. I mean, it freaks out. And what happens is gruesome but funny at the same time. The trailer looks just great, and I want to go see the trailer because they, they have some major actors in it, and they're trying to make a really bad, funny B-movie on purpose, which is why I want to see the thing. So if the cocaine killed the real story of Cocaine Bear, which, yes, you can buy T-shirts and baseball caps for Cocaine Bear. That's Those are for sale. Then my sister, for one... And also Red and Casper, to get rid of the wolves, what if we just drop cocaine? That's true. And then the wolves consume the cocaine, and they die of OD in the woods. There you go. Okay. That works until something else comes along and feeds on the body of the wolf. Now, who knows what's going to happen to them? Okay. Okay.
Plus, do you really want to go flying over the state of Wyoming bombing with bricks of cocaine? I know some of you are saying, hell yes, but I want you to rethink that, if you will. Okay. Let's see. What was this? Oh, <laughs> Steve and Casper's having fun sending me image. He uses the Wake Up Wyoming app, the chat mode, to send me pictures. It's a picture of a Claymore mine. It's round. It kind of looks like a Roomba house cleaner. You know, the vacuum cleaner? Robot vacuum instantly cleans 50 square meters. Foot activated. Reasonable offers only. <laughs> All right. Coming up on 930, we got some local news coming your way. Right after local news, look at your weather forecast. You and I get into it again for another nice segment of open phones. 888 woods the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. I'll go check those road conditions again, though I don't expect much improvement for southeast Wyoming during the course of today. We get into tomorrow and Friday. Winds calm down. Temperatures pick up. Roads start improving. Not right now, though. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Did you just hit the snooze? Really? This is AM 1030, K2 Radio. 9.36 the time. Wake up, Wyoming. All right, 888 Woods, the phone number. And real quick on the Wake Up, Wyoming app. I'll let you know how some of these people are doing this. Then I'll get to the next story I have for you. So you go to your app store, download Wake Up, Wyoming app. And when you tap on it, it's free, and it opens up. You'll see there's a big main picture there, right, for the highlight story of the hour or moment. Underneath that is a gray, dark gray toolbar. Now, on the left side, touch on demand. That's old shows, which the show becomes a podcast when I'm done. And the shows don't have the news in most commercials to condense it. The next one is call in. You push that button. It calls the show, so you can talk to me on there. After that is the chat option, which is what people are using for text and send me pictures. And we text back and forth during the course of the show. You can do that, too. And then news, and it goes on and on. So that's just some of the options, many options on the Wake Up Wyoming app. We don't charge you a thing for it. Our man in Cheyenne just posted this. number of Wyoming House bills already defeated in a 2023 session. <clears throat> some of the bills that went down. House Bill 66, prohibiting mask, vaccine, and testing discrimination. Uh, House Bill 43, winter road closures would have doubled fines for violating road closures due to winter weather from uh, $750 to $1,500. It was defeated in the Committee of the Whole by 38 to 23. House Bill 71, sales, tax, holiday, back to school, failed a committee. House Bill 149, protection of health care workers, would have specified guidelines for criminal charges for assaulting a health care worker. And House Bill 162, county optional tax affordable housing, would have allowed counties to impose an excise tax on real estate transactions. The money raised would have been used to promote affordable housing. Failed to meet the deadline for introduction, so it wasn't even debated. 
did not meet the deadline for introduction. House Bill 189. I bet you that was a Democrat bill. House Bill 189 would have restricted the ability of homeowner association to prohibit political campaign signs. Failed to win approval in the Corporations Committee. That vote was a 4-4 tie. House Bill 107 failed to make the Office of Attorney General an elected rather than appointed position. House Bill 115, election administration would have moved many of the duties of administrating elections out of the Secretary of State's office. That failed. That's the people who want to strip Chuck Gray of his power. That bill failed. House Bill 259, runoff election bill, would have called for runoff elections if primaries for state and federal offices if no candidate gets a majority. That was basically your... Oh, help me out, folks. What do you call that again? Well, you know, the um, ranked choice voting. That was a ranked choice voting thing. That didn't even make the deadline for introduction. We are getting to the point here in our legislative session where a lot of bills will never see the light of day because we limit the amount of time that our legislators have. So a lot of bills are introduced, some good, many garbage some are not even garbage, just to, we, don't, we just don't need it, All right. since we want living in government. And this is something I would like to see on the county level, the city level, not just the state level, but mainly on the federal level, where elected officials rarely meet, Yeah, even on the federal level, have them meet once a year for a limited amount of time. That way, most of this garbage that they're constantly trying to pass never gets passed. Also, restrict, as it should be, the bureaucracy so the bureaucracy does not have lawmaking authority. They're sitting around constantly writing rules and regulations. And I've talked endlessly about that. That's the next branch of government. That's a fourth branch of government right there. So if I could, if I could wave my magic wand and do this, the bureaucracy would only be able to enforce law they would never have the power to create new law. So that would tie them. And your House and Senate on the federal level would be like in Wyoming. They only meet once a year for a very short period of time. And like I showed you when I read that list there, much of what didn't pass didn't, it didn't get a chance to get debated on in committee. It just failed to meet the deadline. Therefore, it's done. Now, it may have been in a committee in their stack of stuff to do, but they never got to it because they ran out of time. Rhiannon and Fort Danger Glenn, what would happen if Wyoming gave people uh, the finger and just started selling hunting licenses for culling the wolf population? Actually, they do that, Rhiannon. And now, depends on where you are. The way it works is inside Yellowstone, you can't hunt wolves. There's a zone just outside of Yellowstone where you can hunt wolves, but you got to get a permit and so on, and there's only so many kills that are allowed. Outside of that, which is most of the rest of the state, if you see a wolf, just go ahead and kill it. And nobody's going to say anything. No one from the state is going to say anything. That's okay. And that's about 87% of the landmass of Wyoming is that zone. You see a wolf, just take it down. 
942 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. You're quicker than a soggy morning porch paper. You need Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Coming up real quick here at 948, off to the icebox we go. Frank Gambino waiting by. Frank, I'm just going to go ahead and post on my social media. I have a theory that Easter egg hunts are going to be really expensive this year. Well, yeah, they may, may, be, may be just one egg. Well, or, or for that matter. Just one. That's yeah, it. Just, and we just keep rehiding it. Right. Yeah, the kid brings it to us. We take it. We go hide it somewhere else. Now, yeah. they can go the old-fashioned way, yeah. you know, or they can go just plastic. Plastic eggs all over the just place. throw them sure. all over the place. Those They're are still reusable. Wet. Sounds good. How, how yeah. much are plastic eggs yeah. now? So a buck maybe? Less? Yeah, that's fine. That, I think that works. In fact, I think I'll start using those practice, uh, plastic eggs to make breakfast in the morning. I know there's nothing in them. But, uh, you know, in fact, the candy eggs would be cheaper. I think so. I think so. I'll just make breakfast. I'll make an omelet out of that. Hey, Stephen Casper sent me a math equation. I'll I'll toss it to you, see if I I think this works. Okay, let me get my pencil. Okay. 5 plus 36 equals 200. 5 plus 36 equals 200. 200. Here's how this works. I think think 5 plus 36 equals 41. No, okay. Here's how it works. Your car has a 5-inch ground clearance. You try to drive over a 36-inch tall windrow. That's a $200 tow truck bill. I saw somebody try to do that about a week and a half ago in, in, in Casper. I'm like... Yeah. Oh, what do you, you don't, th- don't even. <laughs> what do you think in there? <laughs> Just don't. In fact, I wanted to go someplace yesterday, and I'm thinking, okay, hopefully they've cut a way through the windrow so I can get over to that business. Oh, no. no. I had to drive about a mile and a half <laughs> stuck in that lane until I could turn around and come back up. I, I, I try to cut across, like, in the wrong way of traffic. Oh, yeah. I see, yeah. You know, so you're on the on the left side of the windrow. But the mm-hmm. people coming at you, they know that you can't get around, so That's they right, kind of, yeah. they're very polite and just kind of yeah. let everyone by, and it's all good. Well, there's times that I leave here. Now, I use, when I leave here, I like to use use the lights depending on which way I'm going or if I, I only go to a, to the right and get on first street if I'm going to the right when I get on first street I don't try to make a left-hand turn there's too much traffic going both ways right so I have no choice when there's a big windrow it makes me turn to the right yes when I leave here I have no choice so that means I get to first street and I would like to make a left hand turn but if it's heavy traffic that's not possible unless I get lucky I have no choice but to make another right hand turn so in other words in winter time you end up going the long way around yeah but you can go left out of here and not cross the windrow and then there's a little gap here then cross the windrow yeah just assuming nobody's coming the other way just wave at them they like understand a cop. Because we're near the police station. <laughs> <laughs> They'll probably let you through like, yeah, okay, yeah, come on in. I think police officers in Wyoming are very understanding. I was in Gillette some time ago, and the traffic light turned red, and I was trying to stop. Not slam on, just gently stop. And there was no way. It was solid ice. Mm-hmm. And so I just slid right through the red light. <laughs> and the police officer is there you know, at the light that just turned green, watching me. And he just watched me go by. <laughs> And didn't do a thing. And I'm thinking, probably because been there, done that. <laughs> that is classic. 
Men's college hoops from last night. The Wyoming Cowboys, a winner over Fresno State and Laramie, 85-62. A nice effort by the Pokes, but both teams are 7-14 on the year. UW now 2-7 in Mountain West Conference play. Fresno State is 3-7. Cowboys rang the three-bell 13 times in the game. They were 10-16 of 16 from the arc in the first half, 14-14 of 14 from the free-throw line. How about that? Pine Bluffs native Hunter Thompson tossed an 18. He connected on four threes. Jeremiah Odin with 15, and Hunter Maldonado 14. An, an extremely disappointing season for the Cowboys. Last night produced some good news. Next up, a road game at San Jose State on Saturday. Wyoming Cowgirls will be at home tomorrow night in Larry to meet San Jose State. The UW ladies are 14-7 and overall and have won 7 of 10 games in Mountain West Conference play after a 69-62 road win over Boise State on Saturday. That's a 6.30 start from the AA in Larry tomorrow. Junior college basketball tonight. The Casper College teams will host Eastern Wyoming from Torrington. The ladies game at 5.30. The T-Birds are rated 19th in the country. They are 19 and 3 on the year. Men's game will follow at 7:30. The T-Birds are 16 and 5. The L Triple C teams out of Cheyenne will be at Northwest of Paul tonight. L Triple C men 11 and 7, and the L Trip women are 15 and 5. National Football League: The Denver Broncos reportedly have found their new head coach, and he was the top prize in the coaching carousel. Sean Payton uh, evidently will be coming to Denver from New Orleans, and since Payton was under contract in New Orleans, the Broncos will have to compensate the Saints. So Denver will ship their first round draft which is the 29th overall, plus a second-round draft pick in 2024. Peyton coached New Orleans for 15 seasons. He was 152-89 and with the Super Bowl win. How much he will get paid? is the question, but the new Bronco ownership, they have money to burn. The other big question is how Peyton will turn around a dysfunctional franchise that has six straight losing seasons and seven straight years of not making the playoffs. Plus, Kansas City, who plays in their division, will play in this year's Super Bowl. The Bronco offense this past season, they were just awful. Last in the league in scoring, last in third down conversions, and they just managed to find new ways to lose as opposed to win. They lost nine times by seven points or fewer. High school indoor track and field, the next big meet will be in Gillette on Friday, and the Prep Nordic Ski Circle will be on Casper Mountain Friday and Saturday. That's it. Sports. So the old Denver coach, what happens to him? Now? He, I think somebody's going to hire him as an offensive coordinator. I wonder if it's okay. like the New York Jets or something So like he can still work in the biz. Oh, yeah. not going to be the head coach. There are, there are many, many folks uh, okay. who are very good coordinators and lousy head coaches. Gotcha. You know, Okay, having said that, as you know, there are a lot of people who aspire to certain jobs, but they just don't necessarily have the talent for it. Their talent lies somewhere else. So that doesn't mean that they're a bad person. They were just in the wrong spot. Bingo. That's like me getting a real job. Yeah. It doesn't work. I can sit here and do this all day. Well, yeah. I yeah. mean, um, and, and, and you know, you're in you're in a good spot. I'm you know, in a good spot, don't go yeah. any higher than what no, you no, are. No, I just no. I sit in the padded room. I talk to myself. And the callers, they are the voices in my head. Yay! Eh, thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business. News time after that. Weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. It's time to get.